0: Thank you for listening to the Life Church podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. Well, praise the Lord. Are y'all ready? Grab your Bibles and stand with me this morning. We're going to deal with the concept this morning we're calling the Constitution of the Kingdom. And of course, for the, uh, which is usually not normal for our church, we've been in a series all through the book of January, all through the uh, month of January called First Things First. We feel like the Lord has showed us that if we'll bring order back to our lives, biblical order, that there's going to be some divine additions. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. It's the reciprocity, if you will, of the kingdom. Amen that what you, my son's testimony is pretty awesome, but what you sow into will sow back into you. That's an awesome principle that you need to understand in your life. We can't be always taking and never giving. That ain't the way the system works. That's not the way relationships work. That's not the way our world is created. The only re- reason the cloud can give us rain is because the earth gave it due or mist. right? So uh, we have to learn to sow into what we want to receive from. I don't know why I'm talking about that, but maybe somebody needs to get that in your spirit over relationships you're not happy with. Maybe you need to sow a little more into it and maybe to begin to give back to you. Take your Bibles. Let's get to the word. Open with me to the book of Psalms, chapter number 18, verse number 19. Amen. we would also like to take this time to let you know that if you are interested in being a member, uh, did you announce that? If you're interested in being a member of Life Church, there'll be a sign-up sheet in the foyer after service, and you can begin to sign up to begin to process to see if that's really what you want to do. We have a life track that you'll be involved in for uh, classes um, uh, uh, explaining who we are, what we are, uh, what we do, and why we do it that you'll be involved in. So we'll be doing that after the first quarter. If you would like, you think you want to be a member of Life Church, sign up. And we'll get you started on life track. Somebody tell your neighbor, the constitution of the kingdom. Psalms chapter number 18 and verse number 19. He said, he brought me forth also into a large place. Large place as opposed to a little bitty space. Bondage. Bondage. Prison sales. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He took me out of that little place of bondage and put me into a large place. He delivered me. It's very important that you listen to these scriptures because it's contrary to um, a lot of religious doctrine that goes around today. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me According to my righteousness. The word reward means to compensate for services rendered. He compensated me because of my right standing with him. Are you following me? He rewarded me according to my righteousness. According means equivalent to or suitable or agreeable to. My reward was in direct proportion to my lifestyle. Are y'all catching it? Hey Amen. We're preaching anything goes now. And no matter if you are a heathen, God will still bless you. That ain't what this scripture says. He may, th- he may th- uh, knock a knot on your head. Can I get a witness from any of you heathens in here? Uh, thank you, sir, for your honesty. <laughs> Amen. He, he, he rewarded me according to my righteousness, uh, even according to the cleanness of my hands has he recompensed me. Why? 21, for I have kept the ways of the Lord. I have not d- wickedly departed from my God. It reminds me of what Job said. My foot has held his steps and I have kept his way and I have not declined. I haven't gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed his words more than my necessary food. I hung in there when I didn't feel like it. Y'all with me? I hung in there. My feet did not decline. When I was tempted, I didn't take a left. I didn't take a right. When I couldn't find God before me, behind me, on either side of me, I held on to my relationship to Christ. Woo, feel that. And he said, as a result, God blessed me. 22, for all his judgments were before me and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was upright before him and I kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore, somebody shout therefore. Because of that, the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness and according to the cleanness of my hands in his eyesight. Now give me, as you're being seated, uh, give me Matthew 6.33 on the screen because this has been our theme. The, 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 the entire month of January. And we're going to read this in concert. I'm sorry if you had not been in on that. Amen. Because a lot of this stuff I'll just allude to that you may have missed. But I want to read this scripture in concert out loud, if you will, off the screen in King James Version. Are you Ready? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you because your presence is already in this place. Thank you, Father, for the testimonies that has been given of the goodness and the greatness of an almighty God. Now, Father, we pray that you'll open up our hearts and spirits to receive the things from your word From your will, from your throne, in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout amen. Amen. I can't go into this sermon without taking just a second to praise God for the privilege of having my beautiful wife back in church with us this morning. She's been sick a long time, but thank God she's with us this morning. Well, as I've already said, our theme this month has been First Things First. Jesus himself said, the very first priority in your life should be the pursuit of the kingdom of God. Amen. Matthew 6, your very first priority. The main objective in your life ought to be the pursuit of the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And we've learned already that the kingdom of God is the divine governmental order of God. It's the rule of God. It's the rule of heaven manifest on earth. So when Jesus said, Our Father, when He told us to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. He was actually saying, Pray for God's rule to come to your life, pray for God's order. In your life. Are you following me? Amen. Pray for God's government to be established in your current situation. Well, for a kingdom to be established or or or, or to be chartered, there has to be a constitution. Somebody shout constitution. For it to be legal, for it to be viable, before it to be applicable, there has to be a constitution. And a constitution is uh, in short form a system of fundamental principles called laws, amen? A, const- uh, a constitution is a system of fundamental principles called laws that are designed to govern a nation or a kingdom, are you with me? So a constitution is actually a covenant between the governed and the governor. It's an agreement. It's a mutual agreement between the governed and the governor. In a republic like ours, actually a constitution is a covenant that the people make with themselves and with an elected governing body. Just go with me this morning, okay? So in a sense, righteousness is the state of a citizen, catch this now. Righteousness is the state of a citizen who is in right standing with the laws and the principles. They are in covenantal compliance with the Constitution. Whether you realize it or not, righteousness is not a religious term. It's a legal term. It's a legal term, amen. It means to be just, It means to be in right standing with an established law. It actually means to be in covenant with. And being in right standing or in covenant with an established constitution, it guarantees you favor. It guarantees you protection. Are y'all going with me? It guarantees you rights. Amen? Amen? It it, it guarantees you, as I said, provisions under the current constitution and its administration. So being in right standing with the established government affords you certain freedoms and privileges. As a matter of fact, being a citizen in right standing with the established laws and government gives you a certain amount of power. It gives you a voice. It gives you rights. But when you violate those laws, Can I get a witness? When you violate those laws, if you break that covenant, that power, those rights and privileges are taken away from you. Some of y'all ain't saying nothing, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) Amen? There's a fine to be paid if you break the law. There's a fine to be paid that is always equivalent to the violation. Can you say amen? And, and, and your freedom can be taken away from you from violating that covenant and you can spend some time in jail. And for some of you, your violation, uh, 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 has, has robbed you or they've taken from you your voice. You don't have a right to vote no more. Huh? Y'all looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. And most of you didn't get the <laughs> I ain't gonna say that. Why? Because you've broken the agreement of the covenant and are now at odds with the established government. Well, in a kingdom, the king establishes the constitution and the This kingdom's constitution is the covenant agreement between the citizens and the kingdom and the king himself. So, righteousness in the kingdom simply means to be in right standing with the king and in the laws of his constitution. I'm afraid that we've over spiritualized the word righteous and we don't even know what it means anymore. It simply means I am in a kingdom. I live under a constitution established by my king, and I am in right standing with the king and the constitution. I am in in no violation to the established law. Amen? Man is cold in his house. In other words, when we are in covenant or in complete compliance with the constitution of the kingdom... There is a reciprocal, a reciprocal giving and a return from that king and his kingdom and his government. In other words, it's just natural. It's just, it's just the way the law works. Amen. That when I walk in compliance with the kingdom, it automatically starts yielding additions in my life. It ain't like God's got to get up to bless me. It ain't like God has got to say, okay, okay, let's, uh, uh, Sister Helen over there is doing pretty good. Amen. Let's see if we can't uh, dispatch a blessing over there to her. It's the law of the kingdom that when I am in relationship with the king and I am in covenant with the king and I'm in right relationship with him, I walk in favor. Oh, somebody ought to help me. I'm just in favor. Why? And not only am I in favor with the king, I'm in covenant with the king or the government. And because I'm in right standing with him, his entire government backs me up. He backs me up. He stands with me. I have the right and the power. Amen. Why? Because I am in right standing with the king. Amen. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He was saying, your first priority should be the governmental order in your life, number one. Amen, and to be in right standing with the Constitution and its laws. This is a message uh, that the body of Christ don't want to hear no more. We want to hear that I'm in, and it don't matter what I do or how I act, God owes me a blessing. Boy, y'all are quiet this morning. Huh? He just owes it to me. Why? Because I showed up for church on Sunday morning. He just owes it to me because I put some tithes in the offering plate, amen? He just owes it to me, amen? When David said, he rewarded me according to my righteousness. So God is so just that he can't reward where there has been no services rendered. Oh, somebody better get a hold of this right here, amen. If he did, he would be an unjust God, amen. So I don't have to beg God to bless me. I don't have to wonder if God's going to bless me. All I gotta do is get in the kingdom, Get in covenant with the king and then uh, walk in obedience to the constitutional covenant of the king. And as a result, it opens up the windows of heaven in my life. And there is provision, there is protection, there is strength, and all of heaven has got my back. Somebody ought to give the Lord a hand praise in this place. He said, if you will make the law of God, the constitution, the law, the constitution, your first priority before you do anything else, and it is the governing factor of your life, Jesus said, there's gonna be some divine additions in your life because right standing with the king and his laws guarantees the privileges and the provisions and the blessings of the king. Wow, that's good news. That's what the psalmist said. He said, the Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness and according to the cleanness of my hands, he has recompensed me. Isn't that beautiful? He said, the Lord recompensed me according to my right relationship with him. It's reciprocal. I can't give to God without him, giving back to, without him not giving back to me. Amen. Matter of fact, he said, my love for him and my relationship to him and my compliance to his law. Amen. It just automatically, naturally calls a spirit of reciprocity to begin to flow in my life. And what I'm sowing in is just coming back to me. It's just coming back to me. I can't expect, are y'all gonna love me this morning no matter what? I can't expect to do it my way, follow my will, act like I wanna act, amen, and then get mad at God because... Oh, my God, I'm going to try this out over here. Amen. And they get mad at God, and I don't understand why he's not doing this and he's not doing that. Amen. He must not love me. It ain't got nothing to do with love because God is love. It's got to do with justice. Somebody ought to help me, right? Here. It's got to do with justice. Amen. And if he is unjust in dealing with you, then he is not a just God. He's going to have to be injustice in dealing with every other criminal out there. So, in other words, you can't be a criminal and enjoy the benefits of the kingdom. What are you pointing at me for? Unless she's pointing at somebody else. (laughs) Amen? Just like you can't be a criminal and still roam on the streets out there. They're going to take those rights away from you, I hope. Amen? And they're going to lock you up, Freddie. You got to get busy now. Amen? And you can't get mad at Freddie for locking you up. He didn't break the law. You did. I don't understand why I'm in here. <laughs> you know, I visited a lot of prisons in my lifetime, amen. And I've never seen a guilty man in prison. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> I'm serious. I ain't never seen one of them. I did it, I blew it, and I got caught, amen? It's the same way in the church. Oh, somebody help me this morning. We don't want to assume responsibility, amen, that God is a just God. And when I am in compliance with his constitution, he'll rip heaven open, he'll send angels, he'll send angels on my behalf, he'll fight my battles for me, But when I break the law, he will take those privileges from me. Y'all okay this morning? So when he says, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and things are just going to be added to you, amen, it's actually about positioning yourself as a kingdom citizen who is in covenant with the king. So you ain't got to ask God to bless you, just position yourself. Huh? You ain't gonna why? Because the Bible says it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He is dying to get it to you. He just loves to bless you. Amen. But he can't bless you if you don't position yourself. How do I position myself? I, I I I leave a broken covenant, I get back in covenant with the king, and I start living my life by his law. Now I'm in position. Now, everywhere I go, even in the hard times of my life, I can expect favor. Amen. Jimbo, I, just, I started to make you testify, but you're a little bashful. Amen. Amen. He just goes into Lowe's. Was it Lowe's? I may butcher it, but this is my version. He goes into Lowe's. He's back there looking to buy something. Somebody he don't even know walks up to him and says, hey, take this number to the register, give it to them, and they're going to give you a 10% discount. He leaves Lowe's and goes to Bed Bath & Beyond. Now, why a man like him would be in bed, I, I don't know. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. I did not want to know. <laughs> He's back there again, and some other stranger walks up to him and says, take this up to the counter, and they'll give you, I think it was a 20% discount. on what? Really? Amen? Amen? There is some provisions and some additions that can be added to your life simply by walk oh Jesus. Simply by walking in the will of the Lord. And when temptation comes, I like Job said, my feet has held his steps. I didn't I didn't bail out when I wanted to. I didn't quit when it would have been easier. I kept. Oh somebody help me this morning. I have walked to walk. I have talked to talk and as a result, God's favor is a shield around about me. It's amazing to me of the people nowadays that gets themselves in predicaments because of seeds they have sown and they come to us and want us to reverse the cycle. I can't reverse the cycle. Whatsoever a man soweth, it will run to the pastor. Oh my God, pastor, I planted some bitterweed. weed. I planted some bitter weed. Would you pray? Would you counsel me? Amen. That, that, amen. That honeysuckles will come up in its place. Please. huh? Her, her, her. By God, that's so real. Oh, I did it, I said it, I shouldn't have done it. I throw the fit, I throw the cuss fit, I drunk it, I smoked it, I toked it, I poked it, whatever, amen. And I, Whatever you do with that stuff, snip it, snort it. He <laughs> said, I did it, I did it, I did it, I did it. Would you please pray that this crop don't come up? Oh, God, that's real. You're asking me. I just soon pray. God, would you let the sun set in the, in the east this evening? Rise in the west. Would you do that for me? He said, oh, no, there's cycles. You see, when I created, I set everything in cycles so I don't have to get up no more. My work is done, and the principles are set in motion, and if you get in with the principles, oh my God. If you'll get in with the principles, you ain't got to wake up in the morning thinking, oh my God, is he, is he going to take care of me? Is he going to help me today? uh uh-uh. I just get in the principle and begin to walk out the principle and with the principle, even when I'm laid off a year or a year and a half. Amen. If I stay in right relationship with God, he'll feed me with a raven. He'll fear. Oh, is anybody in this place? All oh, heaven is behind me and I'm going to make it one way or the other. Why? I'm in covenant. And if I keep my end of the covenant, he has to keep his. Not that he's obligated to, he wants to. But if I keep my end of the deal, it's a, a constitution is a mutual agreement. Are y'all with me? So Jesus is te- teaching us. You don't have to beg. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to live in fear. You ain't got to bite your nails and go to bed worried at night. Is God going to take care of you tomorrow? Amen. There may not be no food in the cupboard or cupboard or the covert. You may look. He may... <laughs> He may put something in your cupboard. I don't know. Amen. Even if it's not there. Amen. David said, I've never seen the righteous. There it is. I've never seen those in right standing with God be forsaken or on the street. Oh, there's somebody's word right there. You ought to shout right now. He said, I was young. Now I'm old. I have never seen a righteous kingdom citizen forsaken by his government. Said he can't do it. He won't do it. So he, so I've been using a word that's probably rubbing some of you the wrong way, but I want to clarify myself. If my blessings is contingent upon the law, if it's contingent upon me being in uh in in right relationship with the law. It begs the question, what is the law of this kingdom? What, what is the constitution? What does this constitution consist of? Nisha, give me Matthew twenty-two, thirty-six. 36. What is the law? Well, a lawyer asked this question, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? What is the most important priority when it comes to the law? Jesus said unto him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Catch this 40. On these two commandments... Hang all the law and the prophets. Let's work this. Give me Deuteronomy 10:12. And now, Israel, what does the Lord thy God require of thee? That right there needs to be preached on. You mean God requires something of me? You mean He requires I act right <laughs> That's plumb comical. You, you, mean, you mean he requires? I change some relationships and I change some, some habits? You mean he's requiring something out of me? Oh, Israel, what does thy God require thee but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways? to love him and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Verse 13, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, and I want y'all to finish it out with me out loud, which I command this day for thy good. God said, I didn't give you commandments for my good because I don't need them. I didn't I didn't give you commandments to make me feel a little better I didn't give you commandments and laws amen uh uh just because i wanted to feel like i had superiority over you everything i have given you is for your own good amen anybody uh, I, you you younger generation won't understand this because y'all don't y'all don't whip your kids no more but for all you old folks, you seasoned guys, you ever remember Daddy said, "This is for your own, huh?" anybody, anybody remember that? Amen. And you're sitting there thinking, uh-huh, right." <laughs> I don't see nothing good in that peach limb or that fan belt or that water hose or whatever you could find laying around, huh? Oh, you can't talk like that no more. They'll call CPS on you, amen. I'm telling you, but old school, they didn't have to run and try try to get a belt off. They didn't have a belt. They had suspenders on, amen. Whatever was laying around, amen. It's just whatever it took to deliver you of your nonsense. And the whole time, amen. I did, amen. I, I, I ain't whipped my kids very much. Josh, he never got any. That's why he is like he is. Y'all pray for me, amen. But the last two times I whipped them two girls right there, amen. Y'all remember, I walked out, throwed the belt against the wall. I cried harder than they did. I was so mad, I had to beat them kids. The emphasis is on the beat, I ain't never seen such. Now, here you are, you got a two-year-old, he's got a diaper on, and it's probably he's got a diaper on that's probably got all kind of padding inside it. And he's acting a fool, and you are. Now stop it now, he's just kicking and paw. Stop it now. Then you talk about oh, I whoop my kid. In the old, sidetrack. In old days, when it come time for a whooping, terror came to the eyes. Somebody help me, right? Huh? Because you knew this wasn't gonna be a pepper pat. Amen? This ain't gonna be no pepper pat. We're going in for the long haul. And, we, and they gonna beat you till you cry. Most of your kids don't even cry. they gonna beat you till you cry. And then they're gonna beat you till you quit crying. Stop crying. Told you, what are you crying about, boy? It's it's funny, but it's true, ain't it? I'm gonna give you something to cry about. Are you serious? <laughs> Amen? He said, I gave you boundaries for your own good. And we're preaching a silly gospel that God loves you too much to put boundaries in your life. Amen? He loves me too much to leave me on my own. He loves me too much not to put restrictions in my life. He loves me too much not to put laws in my life. Amen? My God, uh, some of you that's living by that rule uh, of love and one, two, three, and talk it out and put them in the corner, I just love them too much. Just love them too much to hurt them. Amen. When they're going and they're finna grab the hot burners on your stove, are you gonna say, oh, I just love them too much? Huh? He said, every law I gave you was for your own good. Amen. So what does the law, we got to move forward. What does the law of the constitution of this great re- kingdom require? That's our question right now. What does the law of this kingdom require of its citizens? Well, here's the answer, to love the king. To love the king. What's the second law? I got to love him and I got to love you. If I don't love you, I have broke the covenant with my king and my rights, privileges, and provisions are gonna be pulled away from me. So many times, rights, privilege, provisions, uh, 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 elders gets pulled away from people. Not always. We all have financial difficulties, and we need help sometimes. But a lot of it is because we're not following the Constitution of the King. We're not following the laws of the King. And we're spending our money on things outside the will of God. And then we got to run and get somebody to be our provider. Boy, that ain't going over worth a flip. And we don't know how to discern the difference. And we're becoming enablers for you to be an idiot. I shouldn't have used that word. Can y'all edit that from Facebook? We become enablers for you to be... No, that won't work either. We're breaking the laws of God. He simply said, if you'll just stay in right relationship with me, I'm not telling you that there won't never be a, a, an abundance in your closet, but I am telling you, you ain't going to starve to death while I'm your king. You hear me? Amen. It's like my father. And I'm telling you, with raising my kids, I went through some hard times. Can I get a witness out there? But I promise you, they never knew it, did you, kids? Y'all never done without anything. Mom and Daddy may have done without something, but my kids, they may not wear Nike and Air Jordan, (laughs) amen, but they had shoes on their feet food in their belly? Are you listening to me? Because I was going to make sure of it. It's my responsibility. Can I tell you, if we walk in alignment with the constitution of heaven and in relationship with the king, he's going to see to it that you make it. High five your neighbor right now and tell them, you're going to make it. And before I go on, just kind of, don't look at them just outside of your mouth. Say, if you're not a criminal. <laughs> now, if you're, huh, huh? Hey Amen. Y'all might ought to look over at them right now. There may be a criminal sitting beside you. You may have, a, that's what iniquity is. It's a lawbreaker. You may have a criminal sitting beside you. You better be careful who you hook up with oh my God, oh my Jesus, we need to preach that right now. Don't you be unequally yoked with a criminal because his crime's going to affect your time. Whatever that means. So what is the law of this kingdom we're in now? It's to love the king. But... Here is the goodness of our king. He will not require anything of us he has not put in us. Well, oh, that's original. I'm going to say that again. This is all God requires of you. Just love me. And I tell you what, I'm going to give you every reason in the world to love me because I'm going to demonstrate my love for you that while you're still a criminal, I'm going to die on the cross. Isn't that cool? 1 John 3, we love him because he loved me first. He's not asking you to do anything he has not done. And here's the biggie where I'm headed this morning is, he will not require you to love him as the first and most important law of this kingdom if he was not going to give you the ability to do so. Jeremiah 31 says, Behold, the days come. Listen to this prophecy. Uh, uh, the Lord started speaking through Jeremiah. He said, Behold, the day is coming that I'm going to make a new covenant with the house of Israel. Not like the old covenant where I went in and I grabbed them by the hand and I drug them out of Egypt. And I drug them through the wilderness, and they still wouldn't love me. And when I let go of their hand, they broke the covenant, and I was their husband. You wanna know why? It's because you cannot legislate morality or righteousness. It's not the governor's, it's not our government's business to legislate morality. It's not their business to legislate righteousness, but it's also not their business to legislate immorality. Amen? I'm telling a man he can marry a man, or a woman she can marry a woman, or a woman that she can kill a child. Amen? You can't legislate morality. Only love can do that. Only love can do that. He said, so... Here's the prophecy. There's a new covenant coming. He said, not like the old covenant where I was dragging you around. That's what religion does. You gotta do this and you gotta do that and you gotta act right and you gotta walk right and you gotta spit white. He said, but in this new covenant, I'm gonna write my law on your hearts and I'm gonna put them in your mind amen so he said I'm not going to require you to love me if I don't put it in your mind to love me and I'm not going to require you to obey the laws and my commands he said I'm going to put it in your heart and I'm not going to have to drag you around by the head you're going to oh my god you're just going to be glad he's my husband and isn't that good he said this is the law amen We're coming up with all kind of laws that needs to be done away with that ain't nothing but a ball and chain holding us. But listen listen to this. I got some more scriptures and I got to get out of here. The old law was a constitution chiseled in stone and it was too heavy to bear. But the new covenant, the, uh, the, the new order of this new kingdom, it's written on our hearts. It's written in our minds. Matter of fact, when you're born into this kingdom... You don't need nobody to tell you what you can do or you cannot do. Oh, y'all got to get this part right here. Why? Because God said, I'm going to put it in your mind. Oh, you may need some discipleship and you may need to cultivate and you may need to crucify. He said, but but you're not going to have to go to your brother and sister, ask them, should I be doing this? Matter of fact, can I help you right now? If you're going to a brother, asking them, should I be doing this? It's probably because what's written in your mind and in your heart is bringing convictions concerning what you're asking. Can I be doing this? Now that was worth 20 bucks. I'm just going to preach like this for the rest. Are you following me? He said, this ain't going to be no law. This ain't going to be no legalism. Not this. this is a relationship of love. This kingdom is founded on love. So I'm going to put it in your heart. Uh, Nisha, did I give you Philippians 2.13? I love this scripture. Amen. Uh, God said, uh, or whatever that is, I can't read it. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not. Even, no, that's not it. That's 12. Give me 13. Look at this scripture right here. For it is God who worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So he said, I'm going to bring you into a kingdom, and I'm not going to expect you to do anything on your own. I'm going to give you the will to do it. Isn't that great? I'm going to give you the will to do what's right. I'm going to give you the will to make the right decision, and I'm going to help you make it. That's why Hebrews, oh my God, go with me just a few minutes. That's why Hebrews chapter number 10 says, if you sin willfully after you've come to the knowledge of God, there ain't no more sacrifice for you. Amen, you better get back somewhere and get born again, again. He said, because you have done despite the spirit of grace. In other words, the fact that you chose to rebel against me, you had to push help off you. You insulted the spirit of grace that I put in your life, amen, to allow you to walk by the constitution of the kingdom of God. Isn't that beautiful? People preach grace as a license to sin, but in actuality, grace was the empowerment for me to live under this constitution. I got grace to love you. Some of you need to tell your neighbor that. Or actually, you probably need to go tell that person you won't talk to. You know what? Everything within me tells me I ought not like you, but God has given me a grace, and I just love you. My God, what a kingdom. What a kingdom. You ain't got no excuse for hating anybody. We ain't got no excuse for unforgiveness, because in this kingdom, the king is working in me and giving me the will and the power to love you. My God, that's good. Let's go a little further. So our king requires that we love him above all others, and then he gives us the will to do so. That's the law of the kingdom. Uh, Matter of fact, any other law, a law that don't work by love is dictatorship. God's not a dictator. He didn't write out a law and say, you got to fulfill all this. He said, that's old covenant, and you wasn't able to do it. He folded that old law up and said, I'm going to make a brand new covenant with you. I'm going to cause you to fall in love with me, and I'm going to give you the desire to do the right thing. Isn't that good? That's why Jesus said, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Uh, Matter of fact, give me Galatians 5, 6. I'm going to throw these out there to you, and we're out of here. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything or uncircumcision, but faith which works by what? Circumcision and uncircumcision represents legalism. It represents religion. In the current day, you would say, for in Christ Jesus, neither Pentecostal nor Baptist nor Methodist amounts to anything. All that matters is a faith that works by love. Because if my convictions is based on what a man told me to do, it's law. There's no relationship in it. But with my faith, the only thing that'll make my convictions work is my love for the King. I don't need you to to come ask me why, to ask me if I'm going to be at church on Sunday morning. I don't need you to ask me if I'm going to be in Bible study. I don't need you to, I don't need an accountability partner to make sure I'm not going to sin. I don't need somebody riding with me so I don't turn into watermark. I'm getting a little specific for some of y'all. Why? Because my convictions work because of my love for the king. I'm going I'm to give you a little bit of room that I'm not going to say that didn't want to turn in the watermark. But my relationship with the king would not allow me to gratify the lust of my flesh. Isn't that what a marital relationship is? My love relationship with her, I don't have to wear blinders in the mall. <laughs> All right, wives, this would be a good time for you to nudge your husband. <laughs> I see wives and husbands walking down the, down the mall and something pretty walks by. He's looking over there and she's looking at him. Huh? I don't need blinders to keep me uh, committed to my wife. Amen? I don't care how they dress, how they act, how much they wink and whistle at me. I mean, it's horrible for me to go to the mall. It's torture. Can I get a witness from anybody else as good looking as me? I don't know if it's this hair or what. (laughs) Amen. But there is no enticement. Are y'all listening to me? There ain't no enticement there because my faith, my convictions of dedication and fidelity to my wife is not founded by when you marry me, you can't have any other women. Amen. It's founded on a love relationship that makes it work. We're not under the law, ladies and gentlemen. We're under the law. Uh, the only law we're under is the law of loving Jesus and loving people, and all the law just gets fulfilled. Because if, if you love me, you ain't going to steal my tractor. Well, that would be funny. There's a lot of stealing going on right now. Have you caught somebody stealing your four-wheeler? And they say, oh, I just love you, sir. I just love you. Just love you. I don't know why I did it. I love you, and I love you for and more, but I love you. <laughs> Are you following me? He said, matter of fact, here's the scriptures. Let's go to it. Give me Romans 13 8. Nisha, we're going to go 8 through 10. Oh, no man anything but to love one another, for he that loves has fulfilled all the law. For this, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not uh, kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear witness. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it's all summed up. It is briefly comprehended in the saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Why? Because love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Isn't that beautiful? If I love you with a God kind of love, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything that would work ill against you. And what's beautiful is, this is not a love I'm trying to muster up. It's the one God put in me. How about you? Did y'all get any of that? He put it in me. He put it in me to love him. And to walk in his commandments. So I summed this sermon up. I don't know if this will be the last. We're leaving January out of Matthew 6.33. So when Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, he was saying, seek to be a covenant citizen of the kingdom of God and to be in covenant with its constitution right here. Amen. Loving God. Love God and love your neighbor. And Jesus said, there's gonna be some kingdom additions made to your life. Stand with me all over the building. So there's always a question, Is do we live by the law or not? Is the law still in effect or not? Well, instead of getting... Theologically in-depth, let's just say what Jesus said when they asked him. He said, this is the law. Fall in love with the king. Love God. And as a result, you will love people. Can I help somebody right now? If you have a problem loving people, it's because the first commandment is being broken in your life. You don't need to look no further. You need to stop and say, Oh my God, help me. It's you that worketh in me to will and to do. Restore my love relationship with you. Because when I start loving God properly, I start loving people properly. And when I start loving God properly, I start acting properly. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. So the whole deal of obeying the law is simply a love gesture to my God. I'm not obeying him so I don't get in trouble. I'm I'm in compliance with the kingdom because I love him. And I don't want to break the laws. I'm seeking His kingdom in my life. I'm acquiring it, requiring it in my life. And as a result, I don't know what this president's going to do and you don't either. So for you that are thinking he's going to be the savior of the world, you may be wrong. And for you who thinks he's going to be a bigot, prejudiced, biased, you could be totally wrong. Because you don't know and I don't know what he's going to do. All I know is what I heard him say, just like you. But I do know this. I know what my king's going to do. I know. And what my king does is not contingent upon what the president of the United States does. You hear me? He'll command these birds to bring me something to eat. Hey, I got a covenant son over there who needs a little help. Hey Amen. You birds, go get him something to eat, bring it to him. He'll go take it away from somebody else that don't deserve it and bring it to me. Oh, some of y'all didn't like that. It's what your Bible says. The wealth of the knotheads. The wealth of the knotheads is laid up for us good folks. Y'all just don't believe it's true gospel. I ain't got to worry. You think I'm going to stay up at night wondering what Trump's going to do? You think me and you got to be worried about the direction this nation's going in? Amen. You need to read the book of uh, Exodus. Amen. The children of Israel was in Egypt and lice and frogs and and everything else was destroying Egypt. They sitting over there picking their teeth. Why? They were in covenant. God Almighty. Don't be afraid. My brothers and sisters, over the condition of our government and economy, do not be afraid. Don't be pulled in by that doctrine on CNN and Fox News. It's just a doctrine of influence. Don't be pulled in by that. Always remind yourself, I am a law-abiding citizen. I am in covenant with Christ, and he's going to make a way for me. If you're in this place this morning, just everybody meditating and receiving this word for your own self, you're in this place this morning. And you say, I gotta be a part of this kingdom. I need this king in my life. I need this savior in my life. I need to be backed up by heaven because I'm on my own. I'm on my own. And I'm paying the consequences thereof. It just is what it is. I, I, I need a savior. I'm, I'm lost. I've drifted away from the fold or whatever your case may be. I challenge you right now to take a bold step. Make your way up to an old altar and just make it right with you and the king. make it right I want to help somebody right now that the, the enemy would tell you you don't deserve it you don't deserve it well my text was the Lord delivered me because he delighted in me in other words, he found delight in you before you got your act together he loved you before you deserved it thank you for listening to the life church podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.